I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Um, today we're going to talk about rabbits. Rabbits. Um, rabbits, you know, the other uh, meat source. You know, mm-hmm. they're easy. They take care of themselves. You don't really have to get much to feed them. Um, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I actually uh, was a bit of a nerd as a young man. I was in 4-H. 4-H, had my own yeah. rabbits growing up. Raised rabbits. Uh, one of the things that they... They first taught you when you're raising rabbits is that there's over 350 ways to cook a rabbit. 350 ways? That sounds tasty. Yeah, well, it seems like it could cook, you know, food, rabbits any way you want. It seems like it would be strange to limit it to 350, but... Flour, frying pan, <laughs> sounds tasty. Yeah, I made some rabbits too, uh, not too long ago. Yeah? Yeah. Was uh was not bad. Their skin kind of peels right off. Oh, I yeah, I just got it from the grocery store. Oh, though. I didn't okay. butcher the rabbit. All right, now so you four H, you had a rabbit. I had two rabbits. Two rabbits. Two rabbits. Little hutches in the backyard. Had all to go right. out and feed them all the time. It was, now it was what terrible. what were they? Do you know what breed they were? Um, no, no, I can't remember at this point. I think uh, your sister had uh, what Holland Lop. Yeah. Not what they, was that what you had or? Mm, yeah, no, it was the same Something breeds. else. Yeah. There are two, two different types of rabbit. Hmm. All right. So what do you know about rabbits? Not much? Not much. I know it doesn't take much to keep them alive though. Yeah? You yeah. were able to do it? A little bit of hay, a little bit of food and that's it, man. You can, you can keep them in cages and that's what they recommend to do for eating. But, uh, you don't necessarily have to, uh, you know, keep them penned up. You know, you can make a bigger pen for them and let them just, you know, go at it and breed and dig like rabbits and do their thing, yeah. All right. So, I, I actually uh, watched a uh, one of the homesteader courses that I had purchased in the past, you know, a DVD on how to do stuff. So, basically, it outlined, you know, the requirements, what you need and, you know, whatever. So, I told the kids, you know, that we'd probably have one that, you know, they could keep and, and we they could name and, and could be their buddy and the rest of them were eating. Mm-hmm. 
And they seem down with that. You know, they're not that attached to... They right. like tasty food on well, the you, table. You had uh, named all your chickens, right? They had one or two had names. Yeah. There's too many. Nobody knows which one's which. They all look the same. <laughs> you know, you'd have the occasional rooster that What about, yeah, what about out. Little Jerry? Wasn't there little a Little Jerry? Little Jerry Seinfeld. Did yeah. he get eaten? He uh, got eaten by a, uh, a coyote. Oh, yeah? Or a fox. A fox. Okay. Yep. Not by the family, though. Huh? Not by the family. He was he was tiny. He wasn't worth the effort. Um, so the bottom line, I, I watched this uh, DVD series, and, and, you know, I'm thinking about doing the rabbits this year. So basically, the setup they had was, was eight cages, and what they did was they would have three does a buck, you know, cage, 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 uh-huh. cage. Four, however many that four is. Four cages, yeah. Four cages, and then the other four would be for the litter. Mm-hmm. And basically with that, they were getting 90 rabbits a year. Okay. At a, you know, breeding that way. Um, And let me see. They basically, the cages were, uh, each one was about five square foot. Okay. You know, and they'd just stack them in a row. Um, just made out of chicken wire. Nothing, uh, you know, crazy. They uh, actually, chicken wire on the side, they had a metal roof. This girl did insulation. Um, She was talking about for the floor, you want half inch by one inch wire mesh. Right, Um, because you want the poop to just drop through. The poop to drop through, easier on their feet, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So you knew about this. All right. Now the cool thing, so... They'll eat hay. They eat a lot of the weeds. Um, all right. So the gen- they'll eat uh, oats, rye, lettuce, peas, legumes. Um, basically, you give them about as much as they'll eat in an hour. Um, if you want them to breed and do good things for you, you really got to be on top of fresh water. That's a big one for them. Okay. Um, you know, they can't have older, moldy food. You know, your normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't like, uh, you'll, you'll mess them up if you give them a, a lot of the nightshade family. Okay. So, like, tomatoes and that stuff, no. Offline. That, that's, that's a no-go. All right. Um, if you do, like, the store-bought stuff, they eat about a cup of food a day. Mm-hmm. But really, any kind of weeds and anything, they mm-hmm. don't care. They're down. They'll thrive with it, you know, with the different stuff. So it's not really a, a big problem. Um, there's a couple different breeds that are better for, you know, for breeding rabbits for mm-hmm. food. Um, there's New Zealand whites, uh, Californias are, are good. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not the authority. I just kind of read, you know, did my research, you know. Well, I mean, it's a, it's, they're... they're inexpensive right to keep to keep fed and to keep healthy i was told as a general rule if you want to get started get into it just get any rabbits you can get Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter right just see what happens Mm -hmm. um just try and keep them alive for a little while and uh yeah when they die then you go with that extra mistakes well yeah exactly but that's the thing is they're not really dying that often you know usually Mm -hmm. it works um, you want to, you know, you can put the babies together, but like I said, you want to keep the mom and the, the other, you know, once they're, uh, settled, you separate them. Um, so basically you just bring the dough to the buck 
and then he'll jump on it and go right away. Yeah. You bring her into his cage, you don't want to do it the other way. Apparently this some kind of courting thing you don't want to deviate from. I don't know how you did it in your dating world, but, mm -hmm. you know, the doe comes to the buck. That's, okay. you know, whatever. You got to have standards, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, basically, he just jumps on, does his thing. As soon as he falls off, then you're good to go. Mm -hmm. um, you can bring her back. The doe, you're going to put, like, in a nesting box. You want to build, like, a little area to make it comfortable and, and want to hang out. That kind of stuff. Um, a normal litter six to eight babies um usually 28 to 32 days you can do another litter and just kind of back to back so once a month you're you know banging out six six to eight do babies yeah six to eight babies a month okay is what you're getting per right, that's a, that is a lot right and so like i said you have three you know does one buck that was the one sample you know mm. whatever that's what we're working with Obviously, you can scale this up or down any way you want to do it. Right. But that's a decent amount of food. Um, four to five weeks, and then uh, they can uh, breed again, you know, so in between. So I guess it's not six to eight every month. It's mm -hmm. six to eight every two months. Um, all right. So I just dragged out some of my other notes here. Um, basically, you can leave the young rabbits with the mother for up to eight weeks. And at that point, you can actually go right to killing them, and mm -hmm. they're ready to, you know, they're already grown enough for eating. Okay. Um, if you do this, they say you should remove the mother six weeks. Actually, all right. So, eight weeks, they're ready to be eaten. After six weeks, you take away the mother, mm -hmm. and she... Uh, so, you got a two-month turnaround from birth to... Yeah. To After she's growth. given birth, so... You put her back to the buck. Uh-huh. After she has been served, you like the wording there? Yeah, that's nice. Return her back to the young. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was... You know, wait, it's me... actually... I like that wording. The other day I went through... Served? Uh, served. I went through a, uh, a Wendy's drive through and there was, a guy, <laughs> there was a guy at the register. When I pulled up to pay, he goes... My name is Tamil, and I'll be happy to serve you. Oh, no. I was like, oh, oh Jesus. After she's been served. <laughs> take my money. Young. Yeah, exactly. When they're eight weeks old and the doe will give birth again 17 days after the litter's been removed. You know, okay. after the eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of have that cycle. It's a little tough to follow i don't know mm -hmm. i'll see if i can put it up in the show notes you know okay. have it up well there i think you. i think i got it you get the Six, gist of it a month and a half you take it away two weeks later you eat them yeah and well no right but they were saying basically after she gives birth you can put her back to the buck um and then he can kind of right back go into town take you know, care of business a couple weeks later mm -hmm. right um you just have to name name the buck uh to meal so he can serve her to separate the does and the bucks at three months old um, for replacement. You know, if you want to do replacement breeding, like, you know, mm -hmm. have more to keep this all going. Yep. Um, so at three months old, you separate them. So is that... Sexing the rabbits. How about that? Oh, how do you Se check them? Sexing the rabbits is easy enough. Lay the rabbit on its back, head toward you, 
press your fingers gently on each side where its equipment seems to be. This will force out and expose the relevant parts. It will appear huh? as an orifice in the female and a slight rounded protrusion in the male. Uh, when a rabbit is the size of a New Zealand white, when a rabbit the size of a New Zealand white is ready, she weighs eight pounds. Don't keep her until she gets much chubbier or she will fail to conceive. Okay. Take the doe to the buck, which I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Never the buck to the doe or there will be fighting. Always put a doe by herself when she is going to kindle. A doe should rear from seven to nine rabbits a litter. Okay, that's a higher number than the other one I just had. Right. So, but is that that's the New Zealand breed? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see what else I got for you. It's best uh, a doe should rear from seven to nine rabbits a litter. If the litters are over twelve, it is best to remove and kill a few, or else foster them on another doe. Because it's not going to work out. So, the other bonus with the bunnies is you get the furs. Mm -hmm. um, the furs are small, whatever, but they're soft. People like them. Skin and rabbits, kind of cool. Um, you know, you can make lots of neat things. And when you need new clothes for the end of the world, why not make them, you know, some bunny loincloths or something, you know? Mm -hmm. That's I know you were running around the house in a bunny loincloth. Isn't that what your old lady was saying? I no, that no. that didn't happen. No, oh, okay. No, I mean I wouldn't be opposed to that, but no, no, it would more be have to be more like a uh, a mountain lion loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit just wouldn't do. All right, fair enough. All right, so um, we're talking about tanning the hides. Yes, uh, I've got a couple of. Um, couple of uh solutions that you could use for for tanning all right um you you could use a a cup of uh coarse sugar uh excuse me salt coarse granulated salt. salt yep you know like uh the sea salt you get uh and a cup of um alum do you know what alum is it's uh it's a chemical that they use for um coagulation all right um but you can get that Fairly easily, you know, it's not a not a uh, anything crazy. You get it powdered or granulated, and uh, you mix that with water. So the the second one would be the same thing: the sugar. Uh, I can't keep saying sugar, salt, granulated salt. Right. And then uh, a cup, uh, an ounce of full strength sulfuric acid. That is also something that you're not going to find at uh, your think common. Rose and stuff has it. Yeah, you should be able to find it there. It's not. Not that crazy. I mean, um, I've cleaned some bathtubs, these are things but I've bought it in years, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. well, I know, I know. I, I, I see it. At, you know, some of the places I work, they, they have yeah. jars of it. It's, uh, you know, not something you want to play with. You know, I guess you would. I don't know. Middle Easterners throw it in women's faces and stuff. Yeah, right? it has. So some. I mean, it got. It's got to be available. <laughs> Where else would they get it? You know. It says also you can use uh, four ounces of battery acid. That seems, uh, to me, would be a little bit harder to get, the battery acid. Um, but uh, these things are, are pretty common to come by, but it's not something that you're just going to be able to dig up out of the woods. So it's something you want to have on hand before you get started with the rabbits, if you're planning on tanning them. Okay. 
Um, but there are natural ways to do it. Obviously, the natives here brain used tan. to do it. Yeah, they used to bra- do brain tanning. and You can pee on them. Really? Yeah, it turns out the expression, not enough, uh, or uh, they don't even have a pot to piss in. Mm-hmm. Turns out that expression is because people used to, uh, poor people would all piss in a bucket, and they would take the bucket to the tanner, and sell it to him for some extra money, and he would use the piss. Ew, pee clothes? Pee clothes. That's terrible. That's the rumor. All right. Well, I'm I mean, saying. these are all things to keep in mind. There's but obviously, options. I'm going to do a lot more research on the pee thing before I uh, before can, I start pissing on rabbits. You can, uh, you know, skin uh, the stuff. Well, basically, the the gist of it is is you're going to scrape it clean. You're going to mm-hmm. scrape all the fat. Right, and that's a big part of it. you got to make sure you get everything Every bit of fat, because it'll yeah. rot the flesh right. right on there. That was um, Ed Gaines. Do you know who he is? He's a famous serial killer. No. He wasn't really a serial he killer. He didn't get he, the fat off? He just, well, he would dig up bodies. Oh. And, like, make lampshades and things out of it. He upholstered a chair. But when they were going through his stuff after they arrested him... Um, they said that he did not do a good job getting all the fat off, and all his stuff was like poorly, poorly crafted, poor wow. craftsmanship. You know, I mean, you gotta take pride in your work. Well, that you know, that guy Buffalo Bill uh, from Silence Lamps was based off Ed Gaines because he made a woman suit. So, just you know, something to throw out there. Uh, if you're if you're into that sort it of thing, it took this podcast in an ugly it direction. Just, it just went wrong, didn't it? Uh, we're talking about cute and fuzzy bunnies. We're going to name them George. Mm-hmm. And then now, no, all right. not so much. But you have to get all the fat off there. You have to scrape them clean and be diligent about it. Don't, you know, don't say good enough. All right. Sounds right. Okay. Not um, enough uh, Not enough nipples yeah. to go around, I guess. There you go. So okay. that's now, basically what I got about bunnies. They say rabbits, there's, there's like a long tradition of... of eating rabbits in Europe. Like, this isn't a, a new thing. Even the Greeks were uh, big fans of big fans of eating rabbit. And in my opinion, it is that it always kind of tastes like, like turkey, kind of like turkey meat does. All right. Um, but whenever I say that around people that eat rabbit, they never agree with me. So you're just going to have to get some, meat them yourself, and make your own decision. They're in the backyard? Mm-hmm. It's time. Um... Yeah, that's really all I have. Just, you know, hutches like you think about. But it's kind of a cool thing. So they take almost no effort to keep. Mm-hmm. You know, you could really just deal with this on the weekends aside of throwing some food and water in there once a day. Yep. You know, like the chickens, they kind of take care of themselves. If you're doing your normal run with your chickens, because we're going to talk about chickens in another week or two, mm-hmm. then going through and doing the rabbits is not much different. Right. Um, you know, and people like to eat rabbit meat. It's not um, bad. What do you you spend a day building rabbit cages? It's mm-hmm. not a big complicated Yeah. You know? It's I, not and rabbits are super cheap. And I gotta tell by. you, the end of the world comes. How cool are you when you know you're ready to go? Right. When you got eight eight uh it's sets of eight pounds of meat, meat. You know, right? Bags of meat so, every uh every month. I don't know. It just seems pretty cool to me that, you know, you could be knocking this out and, you know, bunny farm. Mm-hmm. So, just something you guys should be thinking about, a little stepping up your preparedness. Um, I know that uh, North Korea was testing uh, 
nuclear missiles uh, shooting them up, and it turned out they were going for that EMP height again. Yeah. Um, you know, the lights go out, and then you guys are going to be uh, ready. Yeah, Kim Jong-un is, uh, is working Jong-un. on it. And then I also saw the SEAL teams uh, are doing some training exercises where they practice taking out uh, Kim Jong-un. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. hear about that. So maybe, uh, you know, he's going to get pissed off. He's going to say, I'm not going for that shit. Mm-hmm. And EMP, lights go out. Here you go. Yep. Bunny time. Bunny time. And you know, when your neighbors come over and they want to kill you and take all your food, you're like, wait, I could give you the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> all year And then long. you can kill me. And then you can kill me. But, so I don't know, something like that. Exciting stuff. Yeah. I, uh, yes. I um, made some uh, some fire starters. Uh, oh, fire this starters. Um, I got a, an egg crate when I was done with my eggs, you know, the yeah. carton eggs. And uh, found some old candles that are, uh, you know, basically burnt out stumps. Yeah. You know? And I uh, melted them and I stuffed all the little holes of the uh, egg carton with uh, dryer lint. So it was all basically garbage. So and it's I poured egg the carton. wax. Dryer lint. Right. What then else? poured the wax, the, that's it. None the wax on top of it. All right. And then he cut them up into little squares. And I took one out and uh, it go? started off. It was excellent. How and long it burned, did it burn? It burned minutes? for a good 10 minutes at yeah. least. Yeah. And it was basically free. You know, this was all stuff that was going to end up in the garbage. Now the wax was old candles, you yeah, said? Yeah, it was old candles. It was um, some of the old, uh, like those ones that come in the jars. And I just put it on a uh, kerosene heater. So you also get fun scents. Oh, yeah. Well, these were unscented, but yes, you can oh, get the scented okay. kind. You know, I did have one that I thought about. If that you was, buy uh, the right candles... It was candles, bourbon and tobacco. I thought, nice. may I should have done that, but... It if you buy the right candles, they're very inexpensive. Yeah, and you want to be careful with the dryer lint, though, too, is that, you know, if you throw in those um, those dry fabric softener sheets... Yeah. That you can get some weird, funky smells on there, and some there's certain plastics yeah, and I things in there. I actually forbid those in my household. Do you? So, oh, dude, it's been an ongoing battle. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't like them? No, I won't tolerate it. <laughs> What's the matter with them? They stop static cling, man. They smell. <laughs> They're good. It's good stuff. You know it's what it shit. is? Is fixing dryers all day. I come out of a dryer and I smell like freaking dryer sheets, and uh, I'm like, that's just gross. You smell country fresh, man. Country fresh. So finally, we actually had a request. One of our listeners sent in an email, preppingbadass.com. Mm-hmm. I keep telling uh, you guys, you want to hear your topics, this is the answer. All right. So, well, Stan the Man wrote in. Stan uh, the Man. He said, um, consider uh, fuel storage. Um, if shit hits the fan, how long will gas be usable if found or, or stored? And is there a re- way to rejuvenate gas back to where it's functional again? All right. Some good questions. Yeah. The answer on the rejuvenation is not really. Not really? Not really. Uh, some people say to you can mix it with fresh gas 50-50. Okay. Other people say that doesn't work. And you and don't you want to be stalling out. Bad gas? Yeah, you don't want to be stalling out and clog, clogging up with your carburetor. Or chasing or, yeah. Uh, some people say that you can add um, Pry-G, which is a fuel stabilizer. Okay. But they also say that it, uh, within reason, it'll rejuvenate the gas. All right. So odds are, unless you have Pry-G... 
Um, I wouldn't even attempt it. And if you do, you'd want to start to do it with like a lawnmower or something first, just to make sure you don't fill your tank up. It barely with, uh, keeps the lawnmower going as it is. That's just because you got an old piece of crap, man. Just All like right. my, my six All old right. lawnmowers. So the first thing I can tell you, gas in general, if you have a nice clean gas tank and you fill it up and you leave it, you're good for about a year. Right, right. You want it closed off, though. You don't yeah. want... It open um, condensational. I, I know when I bought my chainsaw, they have all kinds of. You want you know your chainsaw to last. They have procedures for. You're not going to use it for two weeks. You're not going to use it for a month. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use it for six months, and really even up to six months. Even with the mixed fuel, the big thing they say top it off. Yeah. Leave it completely full in the tank. Mm-hmm. That way you're not going to get the moisture, the condensation. These things help. The next bit of advice I would have for you is non-ethanol gas. Mm -hmm. If you're planning on storing, anytime I buy gas for my lawnmower, my weed whacker, my chainsaw, my generator, Mm -hmm. any of those things, I buy non-ethanol gas. Now, you can't always buy it. It depends where you live. In New York, it's pretty much required almost everywhere here. Um, we do have a local company that does non-ethanol in, in our county, but the county next to us, they're not allowed to sell it. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah, I know that I right. run right up to the store right, right. here and, and, it's great. and pick it up. And, and that will last, honestly, the other gas goes bad a lot quicker. Yeah. And so, that's that's what you want to use for most of those things like lawnmowers yeah. is non-ethanol to begin with. You might even want to get an add- additive that, that right. you know will help out with that, even if you're putting directly in your your chainsaw or your mower. The big thing, I mean, you know, you're like, oh, well, then you should put non-ethanol in everything. Well, the thing is, in my car, I'm going through the gas. It doesn't matter. It's not going to sit. It doesn't burn quite as efficient, but I don't know if I'm going to pay 50 cents more a gallon. But you know what? When I fill my five-gallon gas can, Mm -hmm. that thing might last me all year. Yeah. And the problem is, even though... I might burn through the can. I might only use the weed whacker once. Right. Or I might only use the chainsaw once. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm stuck with that gas, so I needed that to be, you know, premium. Right. The next thing, like my boat. Um, seems if I go two years without running it, you know, I might start it, but I mean without really taking it out and burning right. through a tank of gas then that's where I've started to get into trouble. Two mm-hmm. or three years. The big thing, you want to really be putting stable in it. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna, if you're going to go more than a year, and obviously there's guys who are probably yelling at me going, oh, well, even when I put it away for the winter, I put it in stable, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to go the three months to the next season or right. you know, six months without stable in it. Okay, mm-hmm. do that, you know? Right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you can get away with it up to a year. Mm-hmm. I I really don't have problems. Yeah. Um, but I also know if I'm going into two years, you're gonna wish you had put stable in it, or maybe you're gonna have to drain it out. Yeah. And just say you know what, I'm gonna have to buy fresh gas next year. The only reason I would uh, use stabilizers, um, I was looking through some of the uh, some of the the crazy you know, prepper forums that I go through. And there was somebody who was recommending that you keep at least 25 gallons of gasoline stored at all times. Oh. 
And if you're going to have five, five gallon containers, my car, yeah. yeah, well, that's what he said. Either rotate it through or use stabilizer. But I, I think that unless you're seeing like a hurricane on its way or something like that, there's no reason to have that much gasoline on hand unless, I, unless you're just, you know, completely crazy. And my, my generator has this big like tub on top of it mm-hmm. for a gas tank and it holds 20 gallons. Yeah. I'm like, that sucks, <laughs> you know. So I want to fill it. Take your generator to the gas station. Last, that last forever. This is great, right? But then, all right, I filled it up for the season. Now what do I do with now my we twenty have no gallons? No power outages. And yeah. I'm like, damn it, yeah, no power outage. What am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. So then I sit there with this little like quarter inch hose. Let it bleed out for an Siphon hour it. in a five-gallon mm. can, and then I got to go dump it in the car or whatever, right. and it's a pain in my ass. Now, actually, it reminds me, you had brought up the other day about uh, like the high flow. You said to the gas cans, mm-hmm. you were going to go buy the high flow uh, nozzles. The high flow nozzles, yeah. So I uh, was getting ready for this big uh, blizzard we had, the blizzard mm-hmm. of 2017, whatever we call it. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Our big two feet. Stella. We storms. just got. What are Superstorm Stella? What are they calling it? Is that what I it was? I, I didn't hear. Stella! Is that what you were yeah, yelling? Yeah, that's what I was yelling when I was shoveling the driveway. So, yeah, it was a bitch. But anyway, we did get, what they say, 28 inches here? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, it's brutal. But anyway, so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to Tractor Supply and see if they have these high flow nozzles. Mm-hmm. Well, they do, and they say only for use with water. Because they can't sell it with the other. (laughs) So I'm like, ah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. Fit on the can? Fit right on the can. Mm -hmm. Actually came with uh, two different ends for different thread types. Uh Didn't drip at all. Had a little screw on cap. Mm -hmm. The only downside, and there is one, is my gas cans, they all came with the, you know, no spill, whatever, originally. Mm Mm-hmm. None of them have the little air cap in the back. Right. So it glugs. It girls. So it sucks. Mm-hmm. I go to port. It's slower than with the freaking uh, <laughs> the other ones. It was horrible. Oh, man. Both the gas and the... I didn't spill a drop. Mm-hmm. But I was there for freaking 20 minutes pouring the gas. Uh, Even with just filling the snowblower. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, God, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, well, gasoline's good storage or, or a good a good thing to keep on hand, even right. if it's just a couple of gallons. You know, you're probably gonna have that in your garage anyway for your lawnmower and your other stuff. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, it does take about a year for it to to go bad. Uh, six months to a year. You want to be rotating it out if you have gas yeah. and you're storing it. Just rotate it out. That's a really easy way to go about it. You know, fill it up. And then dump it in your gas tank, you know, in your car tank if you haven't used it by the end of the summer or whatever. That's it. I always throw it in my uh, tra- lawn tractor. That's it. Thing seems mm-hmm. to and you know handle the other, anything, you know. Yeah, the other thing about gasoline is is ninety seven percent of vehicles on the road are gas vehicles. All right. You know, so so if you're gonna have to commandeer a vehicle, gas is something you want on hand. You know, diesel is not as likely to come. You're not as likely to come across. What? You can make your own diesel. Yeah, yeah. You were looking into that for a while, right? Yeah, a little biodiesel, yo. Mm-hmm. But now there is. I mean, you can kind of 
burn it straight off vegetable oil and like that. But again, mm -hmm. how much of a vegetable oil supply do you have? Right. You know? I don't mm -hmm. um, the other thing I was looking at was um, kerosene. Kerosene is really good. It stores for a long time. Okay. Uh, you can use it on heaters in your house. You, you can, can use, use it to for, drive your diesel truck. You can use it to drive your diesel. You can use it in your uh, for your home heating. Okay. You know, if you have an oil tank and a furnace. Um, propane. Propane's great for, uh, you know, for cooking. For, um, you know, anything, really. Propane's good to have on hand. Yeah. Um, but the best, the best fuel you can have on hand is firewood. You know, it's easy to get, easy to store. Um, you know, you're not gonna, it's not gonna go bad unless you're a dumbass and just leave it uncovered out in the, out in the yard to rot, you know? And honestly, there's an endless supply. Right. Chemical-free cooking, it's good stuff. Uh, so you want to go with, uh, obviously, hardwoods. Um, softwoods uh, don't burn faster and not as hot. And there's a lot of, uh, what is it, creosote that clogs yes. up chimneys and things clogs like that. Clogs up chimneys. You know, softwood's good for your outdoor bonfire if uh, if you're short on wood, but it's not really good for uh, indoor, you know. But, um, yeah, I think uh, when it comes to fuel storage, you really need to find the fuels that you're going to need, that you're going to use. Right. Um, so for home heating, if you have a, a furnace that, that runs off of, uh, you know, runs off a of heating fuel, you can use kerosene. Yeah. You might want to keep kerosene on, on hand if you have a diesel truck, because it's something that's going to last a little bit longer. Diesel really does not last long at all. It's, it's about six months. And honestly, the people, you know, I mean, I'm sure if you're living in a trailer, you already know this, but mm -hmm. you, your oil company will deliver kerosene. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, 10 cents, 20 cents more a gallon than the diesel. Mm -hmm. So if you're really like, oh, I'm a prepper, I have a diesel truck, and I'd really like to be able to, right. you know, whatever, yeah. instead of the home heating oil. Now, obviously, you would be violating certain tax laws by putting kerosene in your truck. We would never recommend that you do that. Right. You don't want to avoid Uncle's paying Uncle Sam his due. You know, they got to get the over-the-road tax, which always baffles me that the over-the-road tax is like 50 cents, and then you go and kerosene costs more than the diesel. And right. I'm like, but it's the same thing, and the government's just not getting... Yeah. They're just sticking me in the... Well, kerosene's yeah. a little bit cleaner, but... It is a lot cleaner, yeah. but yeah. So, I mean, uh, when it comes to fuel storage, you really have to look at your situation and what you, uh, what your need, what you, your needs are. Yeah. Um, gasoline, you know, maybe storing 25 gallons of gasoline in your, in your shattered garage is a good idea if you're worried about getting to your bug out location. You know, if your bug out location is, you know, 300 miles away, yeah. you might want to have that fuel prepped. So... If you're buying non-ethanol, I would say every six months rotate your your storage. Mm -hmm. Put it in the clean tanks. They got to be nice, clean storage tanks. Right. Don't have the old rusty. Oh, I found these old army cans or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's great if they're brand new. Right. But not when they're twenty, thirty years old and they're rusted. Uh -huh. Um. So clean. Fill them to the top. Six months. If they're with ethanol, a year if they're non-ethanol, and then you're safe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going on the conservative side. I right. think either one, you're going to get a year, no problem. 
-hmm. I think non-ethanol, you're going to get 18 months. Mm -hmm. Then you start getting into a danger zone. But keep it full, keep it clean, and you should be all right. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you know, I don't know what to tell you, man. You're shit out of luck if you need to go further than that, you yeah. know? Yeah, now uh, remember for uh, all your big storm events. Yes. Um, I made the mistake because I was going grocery shopping. Oh. Just my daily, weekly oh. grocery shopping. And it ended up coming the day before the big storm. Yeah, was Everybody mistake. was out there. And it was crowds and lines. And I had to, you know, knock old ladies over when they were moving too slowly through the aisles. But, um, you know, when you see those storms coming, don't, don't be a screw-up like me. And don't go the day before the storm gets gets yeah. coming you know i was all prepped for the storm but i was out grocery shopping like a dummy i should have just gone home and waited until right. the storm was over and gone out i went and got gas the night before mm -hmm. it's a good idea though for for those types of storms uh fill up your gas tank you know um do all the basic stuff i think we did a show on on prepping for the storm i think we did but um yeah so that's uh that's okay. all i got so you guys saw us stan sent us an email mm-hmm here it is, and you guys uh, could be doing the same thing, getting yeah, all your unanswered questions. Yeah, because we're, we're running out of ideas, man. Probably we're going to have to come up with some crazy stuff now. So, actually, we did get a lot of emails this week. Yeah. Um, so, I'm kind of psyched. I've been uh, talking with uh, Jason in Kentucky. He's going to hook us up with uh, some tips and uh, maybe some equipment on... Uh, Maybe doing a little better with the recording. Kevin, you had some of the other emails? Yeah, I was looking through some of them. Uh, we've got Amelia and Pierre. Uh, we got a couple of new female listeners. Women listen to Women the, listen the Prepping to Badass apparently. Podcast? Yeah, I don't know why they put up with, with my, uh, with your, uh, my nonsense. But, um, you know, I appreciate that. We'll have to uh, maybe uh, do an episode catering a little bit to that side of the, uh, that side of the spectrum, maybe. All right. And um, keep that in mind. But if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, is there a Facebook page? There is. Uh, I think it's facebook.com slash preppingbadass. Okay. But uh, we're out and Let there. us know what you think think about us. And, uh, you know, if you got any ideas, topics, that's great. Uh, if you have any comments or uh, suggestions. delicate with the, the feedback, I think. You know, there are some hurtful oh, yeah. things. Somebody didn't like Chuck is fragile. Uh, fragile, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever. Just be gentle. I'll have to read those emails. All right. You know, I'm just saying. So, otherwise, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. Ooh.